48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Barry O'Rourke. The top stories. The Secretary for Security says the possible breakup of the alliance will not affect the authorities' actions against the group. Huawei executive Meng Wanzhou is on a flight back to the mainland after the Canadian Justice Ministry said she was free to go. And Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says two Canadians who were imprisoned in the mainland are en route to Canada. Security Secretary Chris Tang says the possible disbandment of the Hong Kong alliance in support of patriotic democratic movements of China will not clear anyone of legal liabilities, nor will it affect the actions authorities are taking against the group. He was speaking ahead of an alliance meeting where members will vote on whether or not to break up. Mr Tang added detailed evidence has already been given to the group and officials are mulling whether the alliance's company registration should be revoked. We'll look at the explanation given by the alliance and then this is my responsibility to incorporate the explanation into my submission to the chief executive in council to decide whether we're going to request the company registry to delete the company from the list. Mr Tang also warned people against committing succession by celebrating Taiwan's double tenth public holiday. Speaking on a radio show, the minister says it's fine for people to spend October the 10th marking the anniversary of the Xinhai Revolution, which toppled China's last imperial dynasty. But he said authorities would see if enforcement is needed if people display Taiwan's flag. We have to look at individual cases by its own merit. The principle here is very clear. Taiwan is part of China. Anyone try to make Taiwan to depart from China that may constitute the secession offence under the national security law. The district court has sentenced three people to up to five years and eight months in jail after they were convicted of rioting near Polytechnic University in 2019. The incident happened when hundreds of protesters in the university were surrounded by police. Judge Lily Wong said protesters had treated the scene like a battlefield and had committed very serious rioting acts, such as throwing bricks and petrol bombs. Another 35-year-old man who was convicted of possessing instruments fit for unlawful purposes was given an eight-month jail sentence. Sports Commissioner Yeung Tak Kung says officials are seeking more details from the Volleyball Association over its cancellation of five clubs' memberships, including one that inspired a local TV drama. The move has put the transparency of the association's membership system under scrutiny. The competition commission is also looking into the matter. Here's Mr. Yeung. The current problem is mainly about how they are allowed to join the Volleyball Association's members and whether the procedures were proper when they were admitted. So all this will be looked into to get more details about the admission and whether they were admitted as members of the Volleyball Association according to proper procedures. All this information we'll try to gather from the Volleyball Association. Huawei executive Meng Wanzhou has left Canada after boarding a flight to Shenzhen, returning to the mainland for the first time since her arrest in Vancouver's International Airport on December 1, 2018. The move comes after the Justice Ministry said she was free to leave. Ms Meng has been fighting extradition from Canada to the United States for nearly three years. Speaking outside the courthouse in Vancouver earlier, Ms Meng offered thanks for the outcome of the hearing. Firstly, I'd like to thank the Oracle Associate Chief Justice Holmes for her fairness in the whole legal proceedings. I also appreciate the court for their professionalism and the Canadian government for upholding the rule of law. 
Shortly after Meng Wanzhou was freed, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announced that two Canadians, former diplomat Michael Kovrig and businessman Michael Spaver, who were imprisoned in China, are on a flight home after being released. The Prime Minister was speaking at a news conference in Ottawa. The aircraft carrying Michael Kovrig and Michael Spavor left Chinese airspace and they're on their way home. They uh, boarded at about 7.30 Ottawa time uh, along with uh, Dominic Barton, Canada's ambassador to China. These two men have gone through an unbelievably difficult ordeal. Uh, for the past thousand days, uh, they have shown strength, perseverance, resilience, and grace. And we are all inspired by that. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Government officials in Colombia say they have confiscated a shipment of almost three and a half thousand shark fins which were being illegally trafficked to Hong Kong from the airport in Bogota. Officials believe around a thousand large sharks have been killed for their fins, which are considered to have health properties in some countries. The BBC's Candace Payette has been monitoring developments. Well, uh, Colombian police and uh, Bogotá's environment secretariat were given a tip-off by the trucking company about a consignment of 10 large packages containing over 3,400 shark fins. Uh, the shipment had been due to be moved through Bogotá's airport uh, to be put on a flight to Hong Kong, and uh, the authorities estimate around 1,000 animals were sacrificed, some of them um, you know, very, very large animals indeed and apparently the shipment had been trucked up from a provincial town and that's as far as the investigations have got so far. President Biden and the leaders of Australia, India and Japan have highlighted what they say is their quad group's role in safeguarding a stable democratic Indo-Pacific. Meeting at the White House and for the first in-person summit, the four leaders discussed their COVID vaccination programs, regional infrastructure, climate change and supply chains for computer technology. More details from the BBC's Nomia Iqbal in Washington. The U.S. says, look, this is not a military alliance. This is about democratic countries coming together to talk about their shared values. But uh, when it comes to foreign policy, President Biden is very much focused on containing China. And he's creating this architecture in order to help him achieve that. So the Australia deal is a part of that. And this quad is another part of that. You know, simply put, when you are the world's superpower like the U.S. is, you don't want to lose that status. And the other quad countries, India, Australia and Japan, are also worried about the rising influence of China. The US Department of Homeland Security has said an investigation into the treatment of Haitian immigrants will conclude quickly. Since Sunday, around 1,400 people have been deported back home from a camp on the US-Mexican border. The Homeland Security Secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas, said officers on horseback involved in the herding of migrants have been relieved of their duties. We have been swift and thorough in our response. We ceased the use of horse patrol units in the area. The agents involved in these incidents have been assigned to administrative duties and are not interacting with migrants while the investigation is ongoing. The U.S. Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, has acknowledged that it will take time and effort to mend relations with France. Ties have been strained since the announcement of a new security pact between the U.S., Britain and Australia, which led to the abandonment of a French submarine deal. I had the chance uh, to meet uh, today 
uh, with um, my French counterpart, Jean-Louis Lyon. Uh, our meeting uh, today uh, followed yesterday's conversation between President Biden and President Macron, where they agreed that the September 15th announcement would have benefited from open consultations among allies, and they decided on a process of in-depth consultations going forward. We recognize this will take time and, and hard work, and uh, will be demonstrated not only in words, but in deeds. Uh, and I'm committed to working closely with Minister Ledrian on this crucial effort. Roman Catholic bishops in Canada have issued a written apology for the historical abuse of indigenous children in residential schools run by the church. Earlier this year, hundreds of unmarked graves were discovered. This report from the BBC's Bernadette Kehoe. The bishops expressed profound remorse and what they termed an unequivocal apology for suffering arising from a system which led to the suppression of indigenous languages, culture and spirituality. They acknowledged abuses committed by some members of the Catholic community, physical, psychological, emotional, spiritual, cultural and sexual. The bishops said they also sorrowfully acknowledged the continuing trauma and challenges faced by indigenous peoples. The apology comes just ahead of Canada's first National Day of Truth and Reconciliation, declared in honour of missing Indigenous children and residential school survivors. And to the weather, it will be sunny periods and one or two showers, moderate to fresh easterly winds. The temperature is now at 32 degrees Celsius, the humidity at 63%. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The Secretary for Security says the possible breakup of the alliance will not affect the authorities' actions against the group. Huawei executive Meng Wanzhou is on a flight back to the mainland after the Canadian Justice Ministry said she was free to go. And Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says two Canadians who were imprisoned in the mainland are en route to Canada. And you've been listening to the news on RTHK. Got a few requests coming in, a couple of them covers. Here's Rolling Stones, like a Rolling Stone, Bob Dylan.
Nancy Def Leppard did cover David Essex's version of Rock On. Also in 89, Michael Damien recovered it. Yes, he covered it as well. And here's 06, I believe. Def Leppard, Rock On. (laughs) 